Welcome to another episode of Racks and Reels, the hunting, fishing, outdoor show where we talk with real folks about their strategies, stories, and things we love about the outdoors. I'm your host, Mitch Gordon. Welcome to Racks and Reels, Minnesota. Alrighty, boys and girls, welcome to the show, episode 29 on the show. This week, we've got a Whitetail Woods update coming at you. We're going to have Ryan Matson from uh, northern Minnesota, Nicole Elfman, and uh, Scott wasn't able to make it on the phone. He was busy, I guess, doing something, even though it was a snowstorm uh, during the podcast when we recorded this. So then we're going to bring our buddy Dan Holmquist back on the show and chat a little bit about his deer season. So we're talking deer season. I know that's probably what we're going to talk about for the next how many weeks, but man, that's what's going on right now in my world mainly a lot of birds are being shot and stuff for a few buddies and whatnot and we definitely can get them on the show as well but we got a really cool couple weeks coming up to a big old firearm opener here in minnesota and uh we got a few spots left for traditions by the way we're going to share a traditions podcast so if you want to share your tradition about your hunting camp what you guys do with your family friends maybe it's just the neighbor that you hunt along with and you guys have a tradition every year. I want to hear about it. So if you want to be a big shot, we got a few positions left for that podcast. So enough of me. Um, we will just jump right into it. And we'll get our buddy Ryan Matson on the phone. Phone interviews this week. And also hear from Mr. Sturgill Simpson. He released a bluegrass album that I'm pretty in love with. So enjoy the show, everybody. All right, boys and girls, on the line we have back on the show. I think this is Ryan's third time on the show, actually. Ryan Matson from Park Rapids, Minnesota. and He was uh, out elk hunting, and he came back, and now he's putting his boots, uh, uninsulated boots, during the snow. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a crazy man. He's uh, getting on a hang-and-hunt strategy in the public land mainly, I think, and uh, he's out and after him. So, Ryan, how you been? Hey, not too bad. Good, man. Well, uh You've been out uh, since you got back from elk camp there, and uh, if, the, if the folks don't know, I guess, how'd you guys do out there on a, in a summary there and, uh, as far as filling tags-wise? Uh, we, we had a good hunt. We we filled two two tags out of six, so it was pretty average, but okay. it was a yeah, good, good hunt. Awesome. Awesome. Did you uh, get an get a sh- opportunity at one to fill your tag, or was it uh, your brother Jake this time? Uh, no, I did actually end up getting an opportunity and sticking one, but I got shot of it and wasn't able to able to find him on the second to last day. So it's, it's a bummer, but it's it's a bummer, but it's a real thing. Yep. So it's a real thing about being on there and whatnot. But uh, you saw two bulls. Yep, a five by five and a six by six. Okay, awesome, man. Oh, and you are you were out there for a while too, right? Yeah, we were out there. I think we hunted twelve days. Holy buckets. Was there a point where you're like over it, or were you still focused on day twelve? No, I could I could have went another two weeks. No shit, huh? Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, the whole elk thing is a whole other different story, man, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's such a beast, and we've discussed that in the past, and it's just it's such a cool thing. But um, the time of the year fluctuates all the time on when to go. It's just trying to pick the right right time to go. Yeah. 
you know, you wish you could be out there all month, but you know, when you're a hardworking American, I guess that's uh <laughs> you got to pick a time. So, anyway, well, Ryan's been out uh chasing some whitetails there in northern Minnesota and I just want to ask him some questions and check how the deer movement was for him up there. And I know the rut's kind of right around the corner, and some guys have seen some chasing and whatnot already, so including myself. But uh, I guess where are you hunting roughly, um, Ryan? I mean, I don't give you know tend to give away the county road you're hunting off of, but what area or zone maybe are you hunting? Uh, yeah, I'm just hunting. Uh, I guess 241, just like the Park Rapids area, basically. Okay, and you're doing mainly a lot of. Uh, uh, public land hunting, right? Yep, that's why I've been hunting this year is public land. So. Okay. Now, you put a lot of time scouting this, you know, end of summer into those spots, correct? Yeah, well, I guess with the, the COVID, I got a lot of uh, a lot of scouting in the spring. And then, yeah, I just continued on into the summer with my velvet scouting and stuff, too. Okay. Sure. So, you're basically doing a hang and hunt kind of setup, and now do you have like a couple different chunks that you're hunting, or mainly focusing on one? I am actually, I kind of got like a circuit. I'm running like three, four different uh, bigger properties that I'm hunting. Okay. Jumping around. Okay. Kind of depending on the wind and the situation, or just kind of maybe picking a spot? Yeah, doing, yeah, going in by wind and then checking or scouting sign and then deciding which which one, which piece I want to hunt. Okay. Awesome. So what have you been seeing as far as sign then as long, long as you brought that up? Uh, this last like, week. Like as of, you know, it's we're, we're having this phone call in uh, the 20th of October, I guess. So like, yeah, what are you seeing right now? Yeah. Uh, Sunday when I went out the last time, it was, there was a, a really good fresh scrape line that I was hunting. There was okay. a lot of scrapes popping up that were like super fresh. Sure, sure. Any rubs at all? I did not see the rubs in that okay. area. Sure, awesome. And then as far as like the week before, so you're basically saying like this week you're seeing a huge changeover compared to last week. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, I guess, what's your prediction for, you know, the following week or like here on out, you know, the rest of this week with, I mean, we had some weather, but what's your prediction right now? Yeah, I won't get out till the end of the week, but yeah, I think the, the buck activity will be starting to really pick up. Okay, sure. So now we're talking, like I said, on the 20th of October, and what did you guys get for weather up there today with the snow? Uh, I think we got like four or five inches right now. Okay. And is it still snowing or no? Yeah, it's still it's still coming down pretty good. Really? Just stopped here, so we got about, I don't know, I would say we got six or seven here. Okay. So, but, uh, so with that being said, I mean, this is probably the earliest in my lifetime I've ever seen snow hit like this. And, uh, I posted on my, uh, my social media tonight. I said, well, 2020, uh, looks like the weatherman was even right this year. I said, things are getting scary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. But I, I've never seen snow this early, especially, you know, accumulation like this. Right. Yeah. We. I mean, it's pretty normal for us up here, but it, it don't usually stick like it ha- like it has. Well, right. I mean, and it's heavy, wet snow, you know, is, yeah. and I think it's going to stick for a while around. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. It looks like it's here to stay. With the temperatures, you know. Yeah. So I guess what do you what do you think for snow movement? I mean, like I texted a few guys tonight because I was going to go out tonight. 
and, you know, catch the tail end of the storm. But, man, I just, the way it was kind of blowing and the, the wind was wrong from my stand, so it was like almost two strikes against, you know, me. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to take the night off and recharge my batteries for the following day, which is the 21st, and it looks like it's just going to be, you know, 35 degrees outside and, and you know, the snow is going to be falling. And I don't think, I talked to a few guys after their hunt tonight and they said it was pretty much a bust. So it made me feel a little bit better about sitting on the couch, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I think uh, it'll, be, it'll be better after it quits. Yeah, tomorrow and, the, and you know, yeah. the next couple of days and the pressure is supposed to rise a little bit as well. So, but uh, as far as the snow, though, I mean, this early of accumulation and snow sticking, I mean, you're hunting the public land, so obviously you don't have any food plots or anything like that. So for a guy like you, what are you going to focus on? I've been uh, focusing on uh, acorns, oak ridges. Okay. That's where all the mine seems to be at. So. There's, a big, there's a big crop of those this year, just like last year. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, that's a good deal. And uh, so what? what is your ideal tag to fill right now i mean are you i mean i know up there is intensive harvest in 241 um cause that's where our family cabin is i guess but are you looking to fill a buck tag or are you looking to fill a bonus tag as well uh right now i just have a buck tag but i should probably buy a doe tag and <laughs> get some meat yeah absolutely. I, mean, I haven't had any opportunities uh had any doors close enough yet but i should probably get one so i'll be ready for one Right, and that, that's my deal too. I mean, I've been trying to shoot a doe since, uh, well, the opening day, and I just every time I get an opportunity, I got winded a few times by does, and uh, with wind switching, and like little bucks are coming by me, but my deer movement been so slow. I just, I you know, I just don't know if it's the beans that I haven't had by me this year, or I just don't know what's going on. I'm kind of pulling my hair out, but. Uh, I know I'm looking to fill a couple of bonus tags too because we have intensive harvest down here where I hunt as well. So, but uh, cool, man. Well, um, so I guess what's your plans for the future of this year? I guess I mean, are you just going to keep kind of hammering where you're at right now, or I mean, in the next couple of weeks, are you still going to be focused on the acorns? Yeah, I'm going to be bouncing around and just you know trying to find the hottest side that I can. Sure. And then uh, yeah, once once the rut hits, it's going to be kind of crap shoot but i do have a, a montana deer tag so i gotta try and plan that out throughout when i'm gonna be able to get out there so it'll probably be sometime in november so oh no kidding you got rifle out there yeah I'll, I'll, it's it's an either or either weapon but i think i'll probably rifle hunt it for sure well your freezer looks pretty dry or seems pretty dry so yeah it is for sure just like mine i literally cleaned mine out made all the venison out of it before the season started and uh, I defrosted it even and I plugged it in and I'm going to leave it plugged in because that's just, you know, my mental game of <laughs> I need to fill it. <laughs> but it's 100% empty. There's not even like a beef steak in there right now. So um, so you're going to head out to Montana, but you don't know when yet. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. And that's a white t- it's a whitetail or mule t- deer tag? Yeah, either, either or. Whereabouts in Montana are you headed? Uh, Glendive. Okay. Uh, relative out there, lives out there. So, what part of the state's that in? Uh, Eastern Montana. E- Eastern Montana. Okay. It's got both muley and whitetail. Okay. Okay. A lot of what's the elevation change out there? Oh, uh, it's it's pretty flat. It's 
I mean, there's like he, my cousin he calls them coolies or whatever. You know, like drainages and stuff, and then river bottom. Okay. So. Yeah. You know, when we were on Colorado, we sent a ton of mule deer this year, and like some really nice bucks. We even seen a collared buck, um, which was really really cool. Like we were yeah. waiting on this one this morning, and I was like, Dave, I think that I think that deer's a collar on it, and I was like. No way. He's like, yeah, we both looked and we're like, holy buckets, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing that you hear about and you actually yeah. saw it, you know? Right, yeah, and I've never even heard about something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's I've heard about it on podcasts and such, but yeah, I had a big old collar on it, a big 5x5. Five five um, but man, every time we bumped into mule deer, they just, they just like ran for, you know, 10, 15 yards and stopped and looked at us for two minutes. And I was like, man, this mule deer hunting would be easy. <laughs> But I'm sure that wouldn't be the case if you're actually hunting them. Yeah. So, um, well, cool, man. Uh, so with the snow and, like I say, you if you didn't have, I shouldn't say you didn't have, if you did have, you know, a food source like, um, you know, a green food plot, would you be hunting over that on this time of year? Or what are you thinking about that situation? Because I know you guys have food plots in the past. Yeah, I would be, it'd be, uh, I'd be, look, with this kind of weather, I'd be looking at green. Hunt some kind of grain. Some kind of grain, not not even greens yet. Yeah. Okay. Beans or corn or somewhere along yep. the lines. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right, man. Well, cool. Um, anything else you got for me as far as that goes? And and you're gonna be out a few more times, not till this weekend though, right? Yeah, I've been only getting out one day a week. I've been working six days a week, so. Okay. The working making man. The most, making the most of what little bit of time I got. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you uh, when you're out there though, I mean, like I said, have you seen any chasing yet, or you just seen the fresh sign? Yeah, I haven't seen seen no chasing or nothing like that yet. Um, this weekend, I only seen what's like five. And I didn't see any bucks this weekend. So. Okay. Okay. I mean, it all depends where you're at too. I mean, as far as the doe to fawn ratio and the bucks and everything like that. But yeah. um, on our property up there, I'm I'm just kind of waiting for. We have so many does and fawns, and literally, I think a, a couple scrub bucks, and I'm just waiting for hopefully, you know, a buck that's going to come around, you know, to see those does and those food plots, you know. But I know it's early, and I I talk about it every year how it's so early. But um, I mean, I've killed two bucks now on you know October 24th and October 23rd, and it's just like if you're in the right spot at the right time, and you notice that chasing in the woods is there's no there's no shame in you know clacking the horns together or making some noise in the woods especially if you see it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. So, well, man, we'll uh, we'll keep you uh, updated here from me, and you keep me updated. We'll feed off each other, and hopefully uh, next time I talk to you, you got a big one on the ground. Yeah, I'll we'll keep in touch for sure. <laughs> Have you had any encounters yet with uh, with any big ones? Oh yeah, two weeks ago I had uh, a really close call. I had. Let's see, I seen eight that night. I seen five bucks, and I I had I was at full draw on a eight pointer that was probably pushing 140 inches. Jeez. I just just wasn't able to slip an arrow in anywhere. He every time he'd stop, he's behind something. So part of bow hunting. Part of bow hunting is right. And how's you how's your wrist doing, by the way? Oh, it's doing it's doing great. It's, uh, Good. It gets that weird achy feeling, you know, with this weather stuff like that, but it's good otherwise. So you put the face paint on, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, Ryan. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show and 
helping and support the podcast and uh sure do appreciate your time and your input and uh, hopefully like I said hopefully we can both fill some tags here pretty soon yeah no problem all right Ryan we'll talk to you later so there you have it Ryan Matson, all the way up in northern Minnesota and uh Ryan's been a really good friend of mine if you listen to past shows he's been a really good friend of mine him and his brother and and his family there and his brothers when we bought our family cabin they're the ones that got me into bow hunting so they uh they're the ones to blame for this expensive hobby and this uh addiction that um i get to enjoy and this is the best time of the year so we're gonna jump right into the next guest nicole elfman and uh she's gonna tell you about her season and what she's looking forward to and what she's been seeing so we'll jump right into it all right boys and girls we have online nicole elfman uh, Nicole and Scott were on the show. I can't remember what episode it was. Do you remember, Nicole? 13. <laughs> wow, you're good. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. Well, heck, we're going to talk about... Uh, Nicole's been out uh, probably, well, I would say just as much as I have, I think. Maybe a and, little bit less, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, when you've got <laughs> two little ones, that's a tough deal, I'm sure, huh? It is. It makes it tough. You said you got you to find a sitter for it go to hunting. I do. So usually it's one of my mom or my mother-in-law um, or Auntie Ash or Auntie Paige, one of my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's good great. to see in the field. So um, we don't really get to take a lot of turns hunting and stuff right now. So if I want to well, go, I got to find somebody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I was just going to ask that with, you know, Scott being in the field and you guys living on – you know, living basically at the family farm and doing the, doing all the work right now. It's, I mean, you guys have been pretty blessed with the weather we have had up until today. Yeah, everything's actually been going uh, really, really smooth, I think, for the most part. Scott just told me they finished, I think, their beans. So uh, hopefully when the weather shapes up here, they'll be on to corn. <laughs> cool. How much? How many acres uh, do you guys run out there? Uh, I think he always tells me, like, around 1200 um i probably should listen a little bit more than what i do but (laughs) it might be closer to 14 but i'm not i'm not 100 percent. so makes it as complicated if you gotta listen to all the facts right yep (laughs) so that's like taylor when she when i tell her stuff you know sometimes she tells me stuff and uh it goes over my head and just like you know i tell her stuff and goes over her head so right (laughs) absolutely farming and i'll be like oh yeah i went to your hunting night you know (laughs) yeah well listen to me first (laughs) (laughs) right Well, great. Well, you've been out hunting, and uh, you have no tags filled yet, just like me, right? I do. I have all my tags left yet, so, so oh. far, meeting them, meeting the good old tag soup, so. <laughs> I know. Isn't it suck? But, I mean, you know, at least you're putting the time in and getting out every chance you can, and tonight was the first night, actually, with the uh, with the weather that hit us today on the 20th of October. Um I opted to sit out of the tree and I went to home and sat on the couch and I was like, man, I might be pulling, like, this might be a bad thing not going in the woods tonight, but the way it was blowing and the wind was bad and it was like uh, just two strikes against me right away and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to stay out and I had a couple of buddies write me and they're like, man, tonight was a bust and I was like, right. okay, that made me feel better. <laughs> yep, I saw that too. So that's why I was like, you know, you kick yourself for like not going out and people are like, oh, I've had good luck in the snow and I mean, I think it's hit or miss. You know, it's going to vary wherever you're at. So you could have a really good night or it could be, you know, goose egg and nothing. So I totally, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I totally agree. Like, 
you know, some guys like the wind. And I'm like, man, if the wind's over 50 miles per hour, if it's raining out or if it's a blizzard out, like, it's pointless for me to go out. That's right. just what I've concluded. I hate, I hate hunting in the wind. I mean, yeah, like the wind, like 5 to 10, yes. <laughs> like right. 20 plus I'm like you know blowing in the tree stand and I'm like I hate this <laughs> like I just I don't know I don't enjoy you, it so. <laughs> you get mad at the wind that's what I get I mad do. at I do. I do too I think that ever happens to everybody right <laughs> oh boy so all right let's ask a few questions just to you know like I said you guys are out there archery hunting obviously but whereabouts are you hunting um I don't expect you to give me the dirt road that you're hunting off of, but uh, what zone are you mainly hunting, Nicole? Right. So I, um, we live in 219, um, and I actually just put up a ground blind just down our driveway, I think it was this past weekend, so we've got a good buck that kind of has been, it's hit or miss when he's passing through, but we didn't have anything in there to hunt it, so um, I just threw a ground blind up and put a little scrape tree out there and just to see if it does anything as far as getting him on some sort of pattern because right now he doesn't have one. It's just he shows up every few days. So, um, But mostly where I'm hunting around here is uh, 229. So just just north of Maple Lake is my kind of my main stomping grounds for hunting uh, archery season. So Okay. And yeah. now you, you do do a lot of ground blind hunting, right? Um, I, I didn't used to, but last year I actually shot my buck out of a ground blind. I think that was the first deer I've ever killed out of a ground blind. Um, so, and this year, I mean, it's easy to pop them up. So if I don't have a spot, you know, where I can hang a stand or like now Scott's busy and there's not really anybody to help me kind of throw a stand up. So I'll just go throw a ground blind up. But right. And like one, one night I sat on the ground in my in my swivel chair and I actually had a little spike buck come like five feet away from me, so. Well, you mean, must not stink then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of a real thing. I mean, as far as hanging stands, I mean, it is it is tough because you know you go by yourself and you know say something happened, you know, and you you, you fall a tree and knock yourself out or something like that, and it's cold outside. Or I mean, I hate to bring it up, but it is a real thing. Right. Yep. As far as that goes, and I've always thought about that too. And I'll even, you know, text somebody I'm hunting with, like, "Hey, I'm going to hang the stand," and like, I'll text you in ten minutes if, you know, I don't text you, please call me or text me. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I just but, borrowed a climber from my cousin. I haven't taken it out yet, but I'm like, just to have another option. So I didn't want to commit to going to buy one yet because I really haven't used one. So I'm like, well, practice with that a little bit and see if I feel good enough to take it out but just another sure. option to have you know if i want to try a different spot where where there's not a stand already up so right i kind of like getting i mean i just talked to my buddy ryan um on the podcast too for his update he's up in northern minnesota but he's hunting strictly public land all the time so he's got a really nice hanging hanging you know hunt setup going yep. but he's hanging a stand every time he goes in okay i mean it's yeah. a it, it's a lot of work but i mean the reward is that you can move really easy Right. Yep. And I actually, I just watched a, a YouTube video on like hang and hunt setups and, and they did, these are guys that are doing it like all the time. So they did their setup in like, I mean, 15 minutes. So <laughs> and right. plus if you're trying to bring like camera gear and stuff, I mean, that's a lot of stuff you're hauling up the tree. So right. I'm not, 
not quite there as far as, you know, hey, I trust myself to get up here safely and, you know, <laughs> with all my stuff. But yeah, definitely well, in the future, I'd like to, you know, move around a little bit more. So Right. Now the new fad is kind of like, you know, the saddle hunting and whatnot. And, and people think it's great, but I just can't wrap my head around it. I haven't tried one, but I haven't wrapped my head around it as far as, like, hanging from my waist. Right. <laughs> the whole, you know, hours on end. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like to get up and stretch and probably be too obnoxious when I'm doing my stretches, but uh, <laughs> otherwise I get too stiff. Yep. So, well, let's talk about some deer hunting as far as that goes. Um, so we talked about where you're hunting and whatnot for the most part, um, and you, you have some bonus tags in them in that area that you're hunting. So at this point, I guess, what are you, are you looking to fill either tag, or what are you looking to do? I am. I'm not really going out um, thinking, yep, if I – I'm just I'm just shooting a buck, you know, now until whenever. I'll shoot either or. So if I get a good doe in, uh, I'm not I'm not going to pass up that opportunity. So we brought the tags to fill. Ideally, I'd like to fill one bonus tag. I don't need to, I bought both, but I don't necessarily need to fill both if if I don't see does. Because I was actually surprised when they listed us as intensive harvest this year. But again, that I feel that kind of varies in the area you're you're hunting, you know, if you got the numbers, but I just don't see them where I'm at. So, I mean, it could be, you know, food and stuff like that, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a so. tough call. It is. I mean, I totally, I mean, we we, we talk about that and, as, you know, as my job on this, you know, the podcast and as a host and a hunter, you know, it's two different things, but um, I mean, I'm not going to side one way as a host and one way as a hunter, but I, I agree with you. I think um, you know, the the area that we are hunting, because we are hunting mainly the same area. Um, I think there's a lot of deer here. I, I really do, but I don't think um, the, the buck-to-doe ratio is that great to be able to throw out that many doe tags right. um, yeah. just, for the, just for the area. I mean, people look and might see deer all the time, but there's not so much cover for them where if you go up to, like, our family cabin, there's tons of ground that them deer are at, and you're missing deer counts as far as that goes. But... You know, all we can do is, you know, manage what we need. And I think as hunters and outdoorsmen, we really, you know, hey, okay, I got a buck shot. I'm going to shoot one more doe. That's going to be enough meat for the year. Or, yep. you know, we, we know exactly how much meat we're probably going to use. Right. So, so and uh, like my, so if Scott or I shoot a deer, um, we'll probably, you know, keep it for us. And, but if I shoot one, where I'm hunting in 229, I have a lot of family members that also hunt. So if we get to the point where we, you know, we're good on how much meat we need for the next, till the next season, I just would share it with them and kind of split it. So, cause when it gets to gun season, there's probably too many of us hunting in the, on the piece of property that I do hunt. <laughs> um, but we usually end up splitting the meat um, between everybody anyways. So, Right, that's kind of a tradition thing, and um, yeah. we yep. should we should we, we should chat traditions another time too. Maybe that'd be fun. I'm doing a traditions podcast for for the upcoming gun season. I thought that. Yep, that's good. Be idea. super fun. But uh, anyway, so like I want to talk about like last week. So were you out last week at all, or in the last ten days were you out? Yeah. So okay. Right now, I mean, like I said, it's it's kind of hard with the kids, but I try to get out at at least two times a week. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes that's pushing it, but otherwise, you know, I kind of, um, I kind of get a little anxious. You know, I haven't hunted in a week. Like that's a lot for me to 
to go. I don't know which, without. I get I get anxious what, after like three days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I was out on I was out on Sunday, um, and then my work schedule has kind of been like Tuesday Thursdays I have off, so I try to get out at least one of those days. Um, sure. And I haven't really seen a whole lot. Uh, saw a little button buck one night. Um, Sunday I didn't see any deer, and then my dad got back from Rainy Lake, and he popped out into the deer stand. And he saw Don Fawn, so <laughs> that was that was it for that. And I thought it would have been pretty good because it was. Uh, I think that front was kind of moving in. It snowed all day yesterday, but not the deer I wanted to see. Uh, one of the bucks I'd be uh, open to shooting was in. Uh, in at my camera, one of my cameras at seven o'clock the night before. So, I mean, pretty close to to legal shooting light, but didn't see him. So, but he's still pretty uh, pretty regular. He just hasn't really daylighted yet. So, I think it's just a matter of time, and then hopefully he'll start. Because I don't think I don't path. think they're going to go on a different pattern. I mean, they're going to stay in kind of the vicinity unless they get, you know, super, you know, mind crazy and, you know, start start super chasing, you know, into different areas and whatnot. But I think, you know, right now you're safe to say, like, that, you know, that deer is probably around there. And, and you know, a lot of people, too, um, this is kind of down the wrong wrong trail, but, you know, people like, oh, you know, you can't eat horns and whatnot. But, like, um. I respect anybody <laughs> that wants to go shoot whatever they want. I really do. I, 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 I 100% agree with that. Like, you can do whatever you like. But... You know, us as bow hunters, we get to make that choice of waiting for the mature buck or waiting for, you know, that eight or nine or, you know, that ten pointer that you got on camera. Um, Right. That's just something that we choose to do, you know. Um, We could have filled our buck takes probably early if we really wanted to, but we get the opportunity and we enjoy being out there. That's that's, that. I think that's the only conclusion I've ever came to as (laughs) Well, and I think I think you mentioned like I mean we're getting out more than more than two times a year. Like a lot of you know our firearms hunters, they get that weekend or two, you know, or if they're hunting all three, if you get that third weekend, and that's yep. that's what like I mean if you hunt the whole week, you get your ten days, but otherwise you're only getting out a couple fits a year, and you're I don't know maybe they're still going to be picky, but sometimes if you're limited on time, like you said, you're gonna. If you want the meat that bad, you're going to shoot whatever deer wants. So, absolutely, absolutely. We've got more time. We get in a, hopefully a couple more fits, you know, so we can be a little bit pickier. And uh, sure, I mean, it's changed for me over the years. Like I didn't always used to be like that. I, you know, I shoot right. basket rack eight, no problem. But now it's like, I don't know. You just set a little bit higher standards for yourself, and that's just what I. That's do just about. a choice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a personal so. Choice, so. Awesome. So, like, this week, um, you know, it's October 20th when we're doing this phone call right now, but this week, are you planning on going out anytime soon here, or what's your what's your goal this week? Yep, hopefully Thursday. So, like, okay. you, I think we were talking, tomorrow would probably be a good day, you know, after the snow has stopped and stuff. Um, but Thursday is my next available day that, that I can get out, so got my scooter okay. lined up. And <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully something happens, so. That's great. Well, hey, this week, though, I mean, so, you know, this is, I was, you know, I was chatting with Ryan right before I got off the phone or got on the phone with you, but um, I haven't seen this accumulation of snow this early ever in my life. So, I guess, what are your thoughts on where you're going to sit or where where you're going to be over? Are you going to be over Greens? Are you going to be over, you know, at Pick Beanfield? Or I guess, what's your thoughts? 
So uh, my uncle just actually cut, I think they had corn and beans. So I'm probably going to sit on a picked cornfield if the wind is right. Yep. Um, if not, I don't know, I might try timber stand. So I guess okay. we'll see. <laughs> we, don't well, have, we, we don't have a whole lot of green um, options. One of my uncles planted something. I'm not sure what it is, if it's turnips or radishes. Um, but there's not a stand in the little, like, um, little lane. I guess it's just a lane that he planted it in, but there's not a spot where you could sit unless you, you know, threw up a, okay. threw up a portable or a climber. But Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, with the rut right around the corner, I mean, I know I say it's early every year, but, I mean, I've killed nice deer on the 23rd, 24th of October, you know, in yep. different years and whatnot. And, um you know, with being in them timber stands, I feel, you know, you can go in there in the morning and sit there and rattle, I mean, or call or at night, you know, kind of thing and just keep making noise. Is that something you do? Well, next week, that's kind of my plan. So I've got a couple days off later in the week. And, of course, I have to work Halloween. <laughs> that's one of my <laughs> favorite days to bow hunt. But um, so I'm, and the end of next week, I'm going to try to get out, um, maybe even do a couple, like, late morning sis after I get the kiddos off to daycare to just to see if, you know, there's anything moving through the timber. Sure. So Yeah. Well heck yeah, I mean it's uh never fails to, you know, get out there and just observe, you know, it's it's kind of better when you you know, see a chase, you know, racing through the woods, you know it's on. You know, yep. kind of thing rather than just clanging the horns together and hoping it's on or hoping that that area and then them deer are turned up. Yep. And I haven't really decided what I like to do with that yet, sometimes if I'm like, okay, what if I got to lose, I'll whip out the horns, get out the grunt call, and, you know, just see if there's something close that I can't see. But I've heard a lot of times people are, too, they're like, I like to see the deer before I start calling to it, you know, but I don't know. When it gets later like that, I'm like, what do you got to lose? They're either going to spook when I'm already well, right. here or they're going to come running. So, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. Again, I guess I definitely... probably personal preference and, you know, people's experience what kind of if they've had good luck with it they're probably going to do it more often so well right i mean i've always had luck with the blind deal you know every now and then you'll yeah. clack the horns together and you'll you'll jump a doe or something like that that's near that you didn't see kind of thing but i mean all a lot of my deer that on the wall that i've shot are just blind rattles you know and right. just waiting for one to come running to you i mean there's no better feeling and you have to experience it to really trust it but there's no better feeling than cracking their horns together and in five minutes later a deer comes running right underneath you. Right. I'd probably get the like jaw to the floor, like, Oh my god, did that just work? you know? So. Oh man, it's so awesome. It's so <laughs> awesome. I, I encourage it all the time. So Well cool. Yeah. What's your uh besides, you know, looking forward to the future, that's I guess basically what you're trying to do and just waiting to see kinda of how it all unfolds and that's gonna determine where you're gonna sit and where you're gonna be, right? Yep. Yeah. So. so I don't know. I mean, like I'm getting antsy, but I shouldn't be surprised because I don't remember the last time I, I shot a deer early season. Because usually, I feel like usually we just get, uh, oh gosh, why can't I think of what it's called now? Um, help me out, Mitch. Uh, buck and a doe. Oh, what's, yeah. What's our zone usually? Not, not uh, usually management. Process, but management. Yep, management. Yep. So. I mean, and when we get that tag, sometimes I even still have a hard time seeing a doe until late season. And last year, I didn't shoot my buck till uh, November 18th, and then my doe was into December. So 
I don't know why I'm, I'm not surprised that I haven't shot anything yet, but it's still like I always get antsy. I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to kind of shoot something early season and then just be able to <laughs> relax a little bit. But yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I tagged out earlier. Then I'd probably just go hunt with other people. <laughs> I know it's such, like, it's such... because I I need to be in the tree. So <laughs> well, that's what I want to do. I was like. Man, I was hoping I was going to be tagged out with a buck by now, and uh, my, my, that's my plan. So when we go to rifle season, that I can uh, just sit in the heated stand with some buddies and um, bug the bug the heck out of them. Right. <laughs> so, well, cool. It's good hearing from you, Nicole, and I wish you the best of luck, and hopefully next time we talk to you that you're uh, cheering us for you of a big buck. Right. You too, Mitch. So, all right. Well, we'll keep in touch like we do on uh, the good old Instagram every time we're in the stand. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Good take care. You too. Right, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. And just like that, good update from Nicole. So we're going to jump into the song of the week. And one of my favorites, Mr. Sturgill Simpson. Enjoy, everybody. Well, that label man said, son, now can you sing a little bit more, please? That voice might be too genuine Your song's a little too sincere Can you sing a little more about outlaws And the way things used to be Told me you just worry about writing them songs Leave everything else to me Well, my daddy was a highway man But he never wrote any old country songs I've never stayed out raising hell with the Hagger Jones But it raised the proud Comanda's daughter And I'm proud to be her son Care if you hit it big because you're already number one, and that's the way it goes. Just day and age, day and age. Well, you ain't gotta read between the lines, you just gotta turn the page. Turn the page. Well, the most outlaw thing ever done is give a good woman a ring, and that's the way it goes. Life ain't fair, and the world is mean. got my buddy Dan Holmquist ready to jump into it here on the Racks and Reels podcast. Let's get at it. All right, boys and girls, on the show, we got Dan Holmquist back on the show. Uh, welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely, man. So I want to get a hold of you and see, I know we've been both hunting and, and a bunch of other people have been hunting around here in Minnesota. And and uh, what, what are you kind of seeing for movement right now? I mean, not necessarily now, but like maybe like last week, what were you noticing? Uh, last week, oh, when was the last time I got out in the stand? Last Tuesday, I think it would have been like the 15th. Okay. And uh saw a doe and a fawn, and oh, I saw more than that. I think I saw a couple does and a few fawns, but 
then I had a buck that right after I rattled, um, he came out at about 300 yards or so and didn't seem terribly interested. I think he just came out there to check out, see what was going on right um, out of the woods and looked around on the other side of the field and probably didn't pursue it much more because he didn't see any deer out there. And uh, sure. so he was kind of just hanging out and then um, kind of got closer, more around 200 yards or so, and I picked up the rack again as soon as he got behind some brush so he couldn't directly see me moving when I was rattling and uh, I started rattling again and once he started moving again I stopped and he started coming straight towards me and after about I don't know 15 yards that he moved um, he got to where there was like a licking branch and a scrape there and started licking the branch and then he started working over the scrape pretty good and headed like he was on a rope straight to me and okay yeah he came right across the field right into 15 yards and he was just a year and a half old buck um but yeah he was interested in it then because i think he thought that there must have been something i'm on just a little tree line that there's a it's a south facing slope it it just drops down to the swamp it's only probably 20 yards wide right there so i'm guessing he probably thought there was something just over that lip down in the swamp or something that there are two bucks that were fighting down there maybe so, yeah maybe they were on top of the hill and then they went down below the hill you know right after yeah. that so obviously i mean he he's aware of what the area is around him so not his first time walking through there i would assume he knows that there's swamp on the other side there I, I would think i don't know maybe i'm giving him too much credit but uh just, <laughs> he can't see over there so i think he want to go check it out because of that i know other times where i've tried rattling and there's a slope going up where it's like crp or something where you're calling you're on the edge of a swamp or something and they come out of the swamp behind you and you're calling, trying to get them to come up in the CRP in front of you, they won't come out just because they'll get to the edge where they can see out there, and they see that nothing's out there. Um, so I've had them hang up there. That's where, you know, a decoy would probably come in handy. But I think this case worked out pretty good just because he, he knows he can't see over there. It gets pretty thick, and I'm assuming he thought it, the noise was coming farther back in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a kind of a love hate when you when you're on the field edges and you're rattling, um, you know, where they maybe can't see it, but they maybe think that you're just right in, you know, in tucked in as far as that goes. And I've had them, you know, closer to the rut um, when it's really booming, they'll come flying across those, you know, cut cornfields or cut bean fields right at you know dusk or whatever and see, you know, nothing, but they'll be there snooping around. Yeah, they. It seems like around that time they start to slip up a little bit, but uh, <laughs> right. I think right now you can get them to react to the calls, but they're still smart. They're not. They're still using their head. They're not just running around like an idiot looking right. for a doe. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's the time we're all waiting for too. So. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, um, I mean, 
what's your prediction now or what are you seeing now or what are you hearing, I guess, from, you know, different guys that have been out um, as far as, you know, maybe since the snowstorm hit, we got, you know, seven inches of snow here, obviously, and, you know, going out during a snowstorm is always kind of a bust. Uh, depending how you know how it's going, but uh, I got out of the stand tonight, which is twenty uh, twenty second, I believe tonight, right, Dan? Twenty uh, first. Twenty first tonight. There it is. Um, and I got out of the stand tonight, and the deer were moving like crazy. Um, saw a bunch of deer, uh, no bucks, but uh, a buddy missed one in Wisconsin tonight, a big one. And uh, I mean, they're definitely on the move tonight after sitting down in the snowstorm. So I guess. How do you plan on hunting this, you know, the snow um, this early? I mean, it's just I haven't seen snow this early, you know, ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It, uh, it definitely makes it more difficult, like, getting into your stand. I guess it depends on where you're hunting, too. But, I mean, for me tonight, I noticed I didn't have any wind, really. It was pretty calm. And walking in, I was making a ton of noise. And it, I mean, we got the snow and then I think it melted a little bit. That got kind of a crust on the top a little bit, or we got a little bit of rain, something. And, uh, yeah, it was real crunchy, making a bunch of noise, but man, is it nice for being able to see deer at a long distance? I mean, even through the woods, like 400 yards away, I can see deer tonight. Um, just one doe that I could see a long ways away though. Um, whereas, you know, last week I probably wouldn't even noticed her. Right. I thought the same tonight when I was in the stand, I started doing a fun and I'm like, man, it would have been hard to see them if it was just brown leaves. You know, you'd have heard them probably rather than seen them. That's kind of a love-hate relationship. You see the snow and I'm like, man, this snow sucks. But then it's like when you're in the stand with that snow, you can't hear them anymore, but you see them a lot better and kind of sucks you can stay in your stand so late but in all reality you can't see the pin anymore but you can probably see the deer still right it does make it nice at that that last light you can see so much easier and you know it'll definitely help with making that shot in the low light conditions um morning or night right so so with that being said i mean where are you going to be like what kind of location are you going to be in, you know, in the next week as far as that goes? And are you going to be picking up some horns even more? Yeah, I'll definitely be rattling and grunting quite a bit now. Um, I've had success in the past just about this time of year, grunting and rattling. I mean, right now they're getting pretty territorial and they want to they want to pick a fight with. Just about, just about anybody. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not just sparring anymore at this point. Uh, it seems like they're actually getting after it a little bit more, trying to push each other around and say, "I'm bigger. You're you're not going to be hanging out here anymore." You know. Right. Yeah, and you never know. And this is the beauty of the time of year that you never know what's going to what's going to show up. You know. Um, so basically you're going to be on the rattles and you can probably be on some field edges the way it sounds, right? You hunt a lot of field edges, correct? Yeah, I have been up until the snow hunting uh, over an alfalfa field quite a bit. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of deer on it. Um, but now after this, I'm kind of thinking if you could get, well, there's not, very, there's not a whole lot of uh, 
uncut corn left after the fall that we've had. I mean, people have been, the farmers have been going crazy. They've been taking out a lot of corn, but if you can find a cornfield that's still standing, I think that's probably going to be your best bet right now, just because everything else is covered up in snow. I'd, I'd hunt it more like not necessarily a late season totally, um, but that's the easiest food source for them right now that they don't have to dig for. They don't have to get down underneath the snow. I mean, if it's a cut field, I don't think they're going to be just pounding that cut field anymore, trying to pick up beans that have been dropped by the combine or corn that's been left behind. And sure. I don't think they really want to dig down through to, unless you got real tall alfalfa or something that's sticking up through the snow yet. But They're going to pick the easiest path possible. I would guess they're going to go to that easy standing corn where they can just get in there. They got plenty of cover and they got plenty of food yet. I mean, sure. obviously everyone always goes there in the, if there's so much corn up there in the corn, they're in the corn, but I don't think that's always necessarily true. Um, I, I'm glad you bring that up. I hate, I hate to interrupt you, but I'm glad you bring that up because you always heard that trait. Oh, they're in the corn. They're in the corn. No, they're, they're going to be in the corn a little bit, but, they're going to be in the same swamps and, and bedding areas that they're always going to be in, and then they're going to go in the corn to feed. And they might not come out for a day or two. You know, they might just sit down in there, but they don't like – they want to see. They want to, they, they don't want to be, you know, in a spot where they can't see. Yeah, and I think on, like, a windier day and stuff, too, I, I would doubt that they're going to want to hang out in the corn so much where they can't hear anything that's coming up on them. They can't see anything that's coming – um, I, I mean, their their main sense of being able to hear and then smell too. I mean, if it's blowing and swirling and they don't know which direction the wind's even coming from, I mean, you've seen where deer bed down. They'll typically they're going to lay down with the wind at their back and they're be facing downwind, yep. looking at what they can't smell. Um, yep. They I don't think they like to bed in cornfield and just stay there all day um they're probably going to go down bed in some taller grass and stuff or maybe maybe up in a woods or something um but you they don't just survive on just corn i i mean even if there's a bunch of corn there around they're still going to be coming through the woods they're still going to be browsing for anything sticks and little leaves and stuff that's in the woods i mean yeah, well, the, they were oh, they, they were on the acorns. They were on the acorns tonight. They were they were definitely feeding on acorns tonight. Um, so I mean, they were finding them and scrubbing them through them, you know. But I mean, the green food sources are right around the corner from being hammered, and there was a ton of deer in the in the food source tonight. Wasn't my, what my dad said. So with a green food source, but that butts up right to a cornfield that hasn't been picked yet. So it's kind of like dynamite, you know. But, yeah, I was. That is dynamite. If you have the opportunity to get over, you know, a turnip or uh, radishes or whatever uh, greens that you got planted there, that's that's going to be awesome. It's, I'd assume it's a food plot you planted August sometime or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but I mean, it's kind of the last leg of the woods to get them out there. So it might be a low light situation, you know, but um, hunting it and just putting in the time there and, and rattling and calling, you know, kind of thing. Might one, like you say, one might flip up a little bit earlier, and that's what you're hoping for. But, you know, I've been hunting the timber stand just because my dad's been able to hunt the, the food plot stand, but the timber stand that I'm on is I, that's where I saw some chasing the other day 
while I was in a you know in a transition stand where I could see in the woods. So, so that's why I'm resorting to that timber stand because I feel like, I mean, the majority of the chasing happens in the timber. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that's what I de- definitely seen over the years. You know, if you're gonna see a buck chasing a doe, he's gonna be in the timber because they'll feel a little bit more safe rather than you know chasing a doe across a you know cut cornfield or cut bean field and where they can be seen, but. Um, they definitely get to that point where they're dumb for four or five days, so uh, don't definitely don't count that out. But I think uh, I think that day is definitely coming. Um, I can't say it's going to come next week, but I would say that you know that Halloween week between Halloween season and the first week of November is when you're going to really see a lot of the majority of bucks slip up. But I think it's definitely uh, just definitely just starting right now, and there's no sense to not hit the horns if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was saying that. That was back on the 15th, middle of October, that I rattled that buck in. And obviously, yeah, he's younger, but um, what have I been able to do that mid-September? Probably probably not. I don't. He would have been real interested in coming over to check it out. And right. I think he's, you know, testosterone's going up a little bit. They're, they're checking things out. Yep. Awesome, man. So that's what you can kind of expect for the future here and, Maybe on those and just man, I hope the like I said to the other guys on the show this week. I said, hope next time I talk to you, we're uh, we're talking about a, a, a success story. Yeah, I hope next time I'm talking to you, I'm calling you to come help me drag something. Heck yeah, <laughs> likewise. <laughs> Dan, if the map if the map says 15 minutes, then Dan will be there in eight. I swear to God. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Well, best of luck to you, and uh, we'll check in with you uh, shortly, probably in the next couple of weeks, and seeing right before the uh, the Minnesota rifle season. Yeah, that sounds good. Keep me posted on everything, and let me know how your hunts are going and what you're seeing. Sounds good, Dan. Talk to you soon. Yep, see ya. So there you have it, boys and girls. Three updates from, man, these boys and girls love to hunt. So do I. I love to hunt. I love it. It's the best time of the year right now. And I guess I'll give you a little update on my hunting as far as that goes. So tonight uh, I'm recording this podcast on 10-21. Um, yesterday was a big snowstorm on the 20th here, which is uh, we've talked about that in the podcast if you if you listen to the whole thing here. And the 21st I went out. Uh, wind was very, very minimal tonight, three, four miles an hour. And uh, deer were on their feet tonight, like I expected. So I won't be able to go out until the 23rd again. That evening sit, and uh, I- I'm I'm clacking horns together now. Uh, it's working for people. Um, I've got trail cameras of um, Wisconsin land that I hunt. Uh, bucks fighting last week, um, and not just sparring. Get really getting after it. So, buddy called the nice big one in tonight in Wisconsin. Rattled him in across the field. And uh, unfortunately, I think he had a little buck fever, and I don't know if he wants to talk about that. But that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to rattling bucks in. If you never have, I suggest it. Just give it a shot. You might spook some deer. It's just that's what the risk is. You might spook some deer, Um, especially if there's a doe or something you can't see. But get out and enjoy that snow. You can see for so much, and especially if you're in the timber or whatnot, the light, the visibility. Just watch your shooting hours. Make sure that your rules and regulations line up with the shooting hours at the area that you're in. So that's just my, you know, my hunts. 
of what's been going on for me. Um, everybody's different. There's different areas and everything like that. But stay in touch and let us know how your deer season's going. Talk to people. I'm calling two, three, four guys a day, seeing how their season's going and what's going on, what they're seeing, because I know they hunt in different areas. So thank you for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. We're almost at 30 episodes and almost at 2,500 followers. It's been a really awesome thing. So if you have anybody that wants to support the podcast and sponsor the podcast, please let us know. Um, Support your favorite podcast. See you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Racks and Reels Minnesota. Re-listen to this episode and find previous shows wherever you find your favorite podcast. Find and follow Racks and Reels Minnesota on all major social media platforms. I'm your host, Mitch Gordon. Now get outside and do something. And don't forget those wet wipes. <laughs>